Welcome to the FNO InsureTech Podcast, a place where movers and shakers from all points within the insurance ecosystem gather and discuss all things InsureTech. We talk about how technology and innovation are affecting and driving change in the industry. Here are your hosts, Lee Boyd and Rob Beller. Hey, podcast world. Welcome to another remarkable just remarkable addition of, <laughs> I can't back that up. We can't back that up. I bet, I bet we could. It's, I bet we could. It's remarkable. I don't know that it's remarkable. It's remarkable. This is a remarkable. Okay. okay. The podcast is always remarkable. Episode of FNO InsureTech, your single source in the entire universe. One and only. For all things InsureTech. Don't think that there's other people who have InsureTech podcasts because- well, I can't back that up either. There, you can't there, back there that are up a lot of them. There are a lot of them. We saw a list the other day. We saw a list. As Dave Wexler yeah. said to us recently, or posted about us, we're the OGs. The OGs. Of InsureTech Podcast. So we made here, a list too. You're here at the OG Center. <laughs> Alder and Old Guy Podcast. I am though. I am. Oh, OG. that's funny. Um, so you anyway, are. welcome to a terrific episode that we have today. I'm thinking- Yeah. What came into my mind is Prince. Okay. I have um, no idea where you're going with that. I, well, well, st- stick with me here. Why so, Prince, Rob? So, well, because Prince, do you remember the place where he lived, what it was called? No, but I remember called, Michael Jackson lived in Neverland. No, nothing to do with that. Okay. Prince lived in Paisley Park. Oh, oh, okay. 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 And he was the, he was the, the, Prince of Paisley, if you will. The mayor of Paisley? The mayor of Paisley. Prince is and better. I'm reminded of that because our guest today has absolutely nothing to do with Prince. <laughs> not, a, not a thing to do with him. Although he's from Wisconsin and Prince was from Minnesota. Okay. So, so two, that. So there's two that. completely different states. <laughs> but next to each other. Yeah. In the Northland. In yeah, the Northland. sure. And we have with us today Will Baisley. Oh, which which he told us today. We're like, hey, hey, man, how do you say your name? And he's like, you say it like Paisley. And yeah, when he said that Prince immediately popped into my head. So I have to shout out Prince, <laughs> an all time favorite artist of mine. Never. I would have gone like R.I.P. Brad Paisley, R.I.P. maybe. And nope. Brad Paisley, he, a country singer. He is not one of my favorite artists of all time, though. Well, he's pretty dang good. Um, have you ever pretty seen good. Prince play guitar? No, I, he's dead, isn't he? But still, but but when he wasn't dead, I've seen him sing. I, I can't say I could see him. I've not seen a lot of videos of him playing guitar. You need to you need to YouTube that and and have a look. It's it's wasn't there an entire was, Super Bowl Super Bowl that like was around Prince? Didn't yeah, somebody yeah, get Prince? He, a, he did the, he did the Super Bowl show. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. I'll go back and watch that. Yeah, I liked you too. Also, now we can set. That whole conversation aside, <laughs> and, and, and get back to Will Baisley. Oh, good, good. Will is the co-founder, CEO, of a company called Roof Marketplace, and he's with us today to tell us about his company. He is. He's going to talk all about Roof Marketplace. Uh, he's going to tell us what they do. He's going to let us know are they uh, are they a network? Are they a technology company? And shocker, I mean, they are this really cool technology company. That's changing the way insurance is done when it comes to roof, to roof estimates. And he's going to walk us through what he does. He's going to tell us how carriers are using him today because they are out there being used. Many, many companies are using them. And, uh, and we're going to get to learn all about that. Well, and we're particularly interested in Roof Marketplace because we work our day jobs at Alacrity are in mostly homeowners. We do a lot of commercial work as well, but we do a lot of homeowners. And in homeowners in the United States, roofs are a big deal, right? Right. And so we're really interested to hear what the, what what uh, Will has to say and to hear about his company. And um, so should we go to our I interview? Think, I think we've jibber-jabbered enough. Why don't we give the people what they want? Without further ado, here is our interview with the CEO and co-founder of Roof Marketplace, Will Baisley. 
Good morning, everybody. We are here this morning with a special guest, somebody who comes from kind of our corner of the world, yeah. the homeowner's world, more so. And we have Will Baisley with us, the CEO, co-founder of Roof Marketplace, a company that we've heard like all kinds of things about. And I mean, I've, I, I've seen you, Will, for years and years and years at the conferences that I go to, you go to. Why is that? Why have our paths crossed so many times? Well, I've been in the industry for quite a few years. Started in uh, in early 2000 with Marshall Swift Beck, selling claims and underwriting systems. MSB. MSB, yeah. Good old integer claim. And the admin system used by a lot of adjusters out there. I spent several years there, spent a few years with Exactware on the mortgage and lending side and been around uh, helping various uh, IA firms and contractors and other groups throughout the years. So the PLRBs and everything uh, have always been a great event and I keep getting pulled was keep getting pulled back to the property insurance market. You do. So mostly out there on the uh, uh, technology side it sounds Correct. like. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I've always been on that sales and tech side. Uh, been uh, love that and like, love looking at solutions on how we can make an impact to the carriers and improve the processes. So before we ask you about Roof Marketplace specifically, where do you come to us from today? Where are you? So I am in Whitewater, Wisconsin, about 50 minutes from uh, Milwaukee, where our home office is. So we have a great little space that we just launched into in the uh, uh, some one of those old factory buildings. It's pretty exciting as we continue our launch as an early stage company. That's awesome. Wisconsin is kind of a uh, hotbed for startups. Yeah, there's a lot going on. The Midwest has a lot to offer. Uh, it's been interesting as part of our journey uh, because everyone thinks about the coast as far as tech hubs, and you got to be on the coast to get it, investment and everything. There's a lot of great investment. There's a lot of great capital out here, and there's it's a lot of the work ethics. You know, the the Midwest is known for hardworking, integrity, uh, honesty, and and it's just, there's a lot going for it right now, especially with the whole work from home aspect of technology. You don't always have to be, you know, in where the corporate home office is. So, yeah, I mean, we just had on within the past few weeks, Dan Reed from American yep. Family Ventures. There's, uh, there's <laughs> quite a uh, generator, yep. I think. Is there Joe Cargis and his, yep. and his yeah. his group? Are you a venture backed organization? We are, uh, yeah. Generator, that's a great group. Um, uh, thinking of AmFam, they actually started sponsoring the CDL Creative Destruction Lab uh, program for the Risk Stream they, in 2020. They were the sponsors of it, so that's bringing more uh, insure tech uh, focus to the Wisconsin markets. And I'm very proud to say we were part of the first class. We were part of the first entrance of companies and we graduated from it. And, but actually through that, it's, a, it's, that's an interesting part of our journey because uh, CDL brings a lot of great mentors. And once again, with that focus on Wisconsin, met some great people like Peter Gunder and others who is actually our chairman of our board. It, they helped us figure out our path was, are we going to stay as an LLC and just kind of grow incrementally, or were we going to take on some venture money and and start to explode the, the business into more markets faster? And that's actually what we ended up doing. So we are venture-backed. Uh, in 21, we did an, a seed round of funding led by Rock River Capital out of Madison. Great folks, Chris Ekstrom and, uh, and Andy Walker. And they really helped us get to the next point because we took all that investment and knowledge and, and rebuilt our whole platform from scratch. Uh, all the things wow. we learned during the MVP process, the old platform had a lot of a lot of latencies, a lot of things we've tried over the years. But because of that venture money and that support, we were able to rebuild it and be ready for things like Hurricane Ian last year. How amazing. Cool. cool. Well, before we talk about Hurricane Ian, let's understand what roof marketplace is because um it's a it's a really good idea and and a pretty practical one i know lee is really excited about it lee being more you know property technical but why don't you start by telling us just that what is roof marketplace and what do you guys do so roof marketplaces uh, the, the reason it started was we took a look at the processes and we realized, why can't this be as simple as shopping for a chair on Amazon? What? Why is this not uh, simplified? And so what we wanted to take was that approach. How can we make roofs 
that simple that people could essentially uh, shop for, get the pricing, get everything available that they need to make the right decision, just like you do, as I say, buying a chair, buying shoes, buying a computer on Amazon. So what we do, though, primarily right now is when a carrier has a claim, they send it to us. We package it all up with measurement data from Eagle View and all the pertinent information. Uh, we put that together through the platform and we put that out to our roofers that have been vetted for the carriers that we work with. And they bid that job in less than two minutes on their mobile device. So two it's two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Actually, we have one roofer that was told us he can bid two jobs per minute when it comes through wow. because the platform's that fast. So what that does is a few things. It A, gets three bids back to that carrier in less than 24 hours, number one. Number two, it enables roofers to be able to bid jobs without going on site. So it's a great cost savings for them as well because they're not having to start up their F-250, drive out 30 minutes. And, and that's after they waited two weeks to get the appointment and all that process. But those bids go back to the carrier. They can then use those for settlement or fulfillment if uh, it, it, if the homeowner wants to use one of the roofers, we have a full fulfillment track that makes it nice and easy for the homeowner, the roofer, and the carrier. And most importantly, brings full transparency to the whole process. And best of all, 94% of the homeowners that have used it have said they'd recommend their insurance carrier because of that claim experience. And that's huge. That's huge. Uh, but, but it's because of the marketplace. It's because of getting fast information, enabling the roofers to be able to bid the jobs without all the gamification and the the time-consuming process of traditional claim-adjusting estimating. Why do 94% of the insureds yeah. give it a thumbs up? Why? Well, a lot because of the ease, the simplicity. Uh, number one, we've we made the transaction easy for them because we've helped to take away the, the issues with collections for the roofers, for payments for the homeowners, for liens for uh, the uh, the whole mortgage company being on the checks. Because through the marketplace, we make that whole process of the funds and the payment to the roofer. And that's the other side of things is making the funds track. So that's number one, it's easy for them. And most importantly, it's transparent. Homeowners just wanna know what's going on. And through the marketplace, we're able to, the carrier is able to present what bids they wanna share with the homeowner give them options. Best of all, by having three actionable bids, they're able to show the homeowner, hey, here's why I'm going to settle at X. I, it doesn't matter what the storm chaser wants for it, but here's three bids. Go ahead and use one of them if you want to, but we're not going to pay more than that amount. So, But the homeowner has all the facts. They have the warranty information. They have everything they need to make an informed decision. Once again, like they do if you want to buy something from Amazon. And so why is it that the carriers like it? Well, a few things. Number one, uh, carriers need actionable data in bids, which is more defendable than just an estimate. Uh, I, talk, I always joke around about our my background. I started in the industry selling cost estimators and everything. There's a very good place for it. But ultimately, the right price is truly what the market bears. Uh, and it's interesting because every roofer has essentially two prices. They have their insurance price and they have their retail cash price. And there's a lot of reason why they're, they're different. But through the marketplace, they're bidding their retail cash price, number one, which may be higher or lower than the, than the estimator, but it's right. It's accurate. And it's what someone will do for that superior roof system. So that's number one. It's the defendability of the indemnity. And there is an indemnity opportunity. Number two, it's the it's the adjusting expenses and uh, being able to get to the right answers faster. There's, you know, you look at the TPA models, there's ways that this can help the TPAs be faster to be able to respond, make the right decision, get out the right roofer faster and make the selections. Because once again, looking at the whole fact of three bids in less than 24 hours, the carrier can get ahead of the, the problems. They're not waiting weeks an estimate. They're not waiting 72 to more or maybe a week or two to get an estimate or an estimate from a roofer. They're getting that data in less than 24 hours. So what about the other damage, right? Yeah. So you have hail storms. What yeah. about your gutters, siding, content, things like that? So we do, uh, through Roof Marketplace, we can help facilitate anything soften up is what we talk about. Soften so up. 
Got it. Yeah. So anything from the soffit up, the gutters, uh, anything there, we can help pr- process through the through roof marketplace. Uh, it's interesting. We keep getting asked all the time, hey, can we do siding? Can we do windows? The great answer is yes, down the road, but we're not taking our eye off of the, the biggest problem that's out there, which is roof smart. So that's smart. Very, uh, very focused on a very, very big problem. And uh, we're going to continue to do that very well. But other, the other trades and the other issues get handled in a more traditional model. But if you look at it, by us helping with that one component, we're still impacting a great deal of loss for the carriers and simplifying a very big chunk of the issue. And just to give some perspective here, can you talk about, or do you know, how big is this problem that you're talking about? I mean, Lee and I have some understanding, but a lot of people listen to our podcast who aren't in homeowners or yeah. Don't deal with roofs and maybe don't don't even deal with hail. I live in California. We don't deal with hail. So talk about the problem. And, yeah. And, and from the perspective of, uh, you know, the different parties involved. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you don't deal with hail. Typically, uh, this uh, hurricane you had out there, the tropical storm was uh, an anomaly. What was that 84 years since you had the last yeah. one? Crazy, yeah. um, crazy. But, uh, crazy, but I'm sure that's going to expose a lot of leaks and a lot of other kind of roof issues. And same in the Arizona and Nevada. But um, the roof problem is about a $20 billion problem for the insurance industry. The, annually, the, the carriers spend about $20 billion on roof-related claims. And that's specific to the roof itself. And, and as a note, it's interesting that that's only about uh, 30 to 35% of the annual roofs that go on. So there's a whole other area that we're, we're going to be able to tackle in the future around retail. Just worn out roofs, but not, worn out not, roof. not yeah. weather yeah. damaged. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Like underwriting or uh, it's a uh, real estate. You, you got to, I want to buy this house, but I'm not buying it unless you put on a new roof. So there's a huge other market that we're going to go after, but that $20 billion represents a lot of problems for the insurance carriers, a lot because of some of the things that have happened over the years uh, with just the practices. I, I talk a lot about the gamification of the cost estimators and the line items and the storm chasers. There's a lot of good players out there, but there's also people that are have figured out how to work the system better and inflate costs artificially. When you hear of uh, some people bragging about getting $700 a square in Ohio for an asphalt roof system, yeah. that's crazy. And, and it happens all the time, but it's because they're gaming it. The supplement game is huge. And uh, I always shudder when I hear supplements because uh, supplements is truly an insurance uh, speak. Uh, but in Roof Marketplace, we always focus on change orders. Yeah, a change order. order is a true, this change, the, the scope change, there's decking that needs to be done and all those sort of things. Supplements typically is there's a line item and I want to try and fight for this additional line item. Whether or not it's justified or not, it's some, there's a line item for it, so I want to get more. So, I mean, is that something that the roof marketplace really helps with? Yes, absolutely. Because when the contractor submits a bid, that's for that scope of work out the door for that time period. And it's very defendable. And that goes back to having actionable, defendable bids and multiple bids for that uh, location and that job right now by roofers that are willing to do that with a superior uh, roof system warranty, which is key to the whole process as well. But being, not being able to go back and say, oh, well, I just want more because there's it's steep slope. They already had all that information when they bid the job. They already knew they that. All of the pertinent information. Now, once again, though, if there's a true change, uh, scope change, that makes sense. Submit the change order. Whether or not that's covered under policy, that's a whole different discussion. And right. so that's what we always talk about through Roof Marketplace. Uh, the roofers, we always remind them, hey, if this doesn't get approved by the carrier, are you comfortable that the homeowner has to pay for that? And that's an ama- uh, that's a totally different way of looking at the supplement change order game, because uh, uh, once again, in a retail job, if the scope changes, hey, someone's got to pay for that. Right. And that's how we look at things differently. But through mar- the marketplace, we've simplified that. Have you done any studies? I mean, you you used to work at in, in Integra Claim MSB, like you know the estimating platforms out there. Have have you done any studies to see if roof marketplace is above? in line or below the the estimating softwares out there yeah we've done extensive studies um and uh we we try to keep a lot of uh 
we, we try to be careful with it because it's uh, it's sometimes a scary number. And what really? I mean by that is the numbers come out higher than what most uh, most they're in line with what people think. But to see that actual number, it's kind of scary sometimes. Uh, we've found in our studies that compared to a well-written estimate, on average, the marketplace, the cash bid, retail bids are are anywhere from 12 to 15 percent lower than the estimator. And wow. that doesn't include the whole supplement process. Wow, that's that's pretty big. That's significant when you're considering that carriers are dealing with such a their, their loss ratios are hurting carriers so bad that can make a, a, a meaningful impact to a carrier. That well, that's the difference in above or below, right? That's a right. big difference. And Correct. to give some flavor to this, what's an average roof cost in America to replace a roof? Yeah, and I know I, that's that's a maybe not a fair question, but. I'll throw it at you anyways. Yeah, it's been moving. Uh, I, I haven't looked at it lately. Uh, the last time I looked at nationally, it was around 12 or 12, 13-ish. But and that's even Florida, lower than I thought. We, we, uh, in Florida, it's upwards of 17 to 18. Yeah. Over 13,000. So, yeah, yeah. In Florida, we're seeing more closer to 17 to 18. Now, obviously, there's a, though there's a lot of tile and everything that jumps up the numbers. A lot of different factors. Yeah. So these are lo- these are big losses. Insurers. Yes, it's big dollars and it's and it's uh, a big impact. It, and once again, it's not about saving money. And that's the key thing is that we always talk about because everyone's like, what's going to be my savings? Well, it's not savings on claims. It's not overspending unjustly. You're paying the right amount. And that's what we're focused on with the marketplace. What is the right amount that you should be paying? Right. And I'm sure in your experience, I know in our experience, many, many times been in uh, – meetings with insur- with insurance carriers, with executives there, and they always say the same thing. They don't want to not pay. Yeah. They, they just want to pay what they owe. Exactly. And that sounds like a very simple equation, but, yep. as, but you have tapped into the fact that it's not. Correct. Correct. What, yeah. what the right number is, is very hard to derive. Yeah. Well, yes and no. <laughs> it, it, it is, it, but it's... With the marketplace, the carriers can get to that. And that's where I go back to, though, the defendability and actionability. When you've got three bids that range high to low, typically about 15%, which, by the way, is real real world. If you were to go out and get three bids, right, 15 to 18%, that's not a bad swing from high to low because you're always going to have that guy that's maybe, – maybe they're not as busy right now and they want to keep their crews busy. So they're going to be a little bit more aggressive. And then you got the other guy that they're super busy. And, you know, if they get their job, great. They're going to be a little bit higher. Maybe they just, they have better, they have better crews, whatever it might be. But the, that's the swing of the real market. How are insurance companies using your product? Do they still send an adjuster to determine if there's damage? Or are they, or are they using roof weather reports to help us know if damage has already occurred? Yeah, and uh, obviously you guys are on the front line of a lot of those changes that are going on. Uh, right. I, I would say there's a combination of things happening. Is a there's there's still the traditional model, uh, but one of the things we often look at is the uh, one of the things you you'll see a lot more from us is address the yes. So what I mean by that is there's a whole lot of weather data out there. You got companies like Canopy and others that have uh, CoreLogic and everybody they have the, some great weather data. Yeah. predictive information and it there is starting to be more of an understanding of how to use that and how to get ahead of the uh, the claims and knowing what they're going to have to settle on and it's not necessarily saying that carriers are ready to be proactive and say hey lee we're we're replacing your roof but where carriers are starting to look at is hey i know i'm going to be likelihood is going to be replacing lee's roof so let's go ahead and get the bid. And so that way, the second you call, it's, all right, here you go. We, we're not even going to fight this. So there is some things that are changing as far as how carriers can use that technology. That's still a little bit out there. But the traditional model is still the the claim adju- or the desk adjusters or sending someone out, depending on how it gets triaged. But I can see where data is starting to change up that model to be much more proactive. Go back to uh, address the yes. I yeah. love that. What you're saying there is how, I think, help me understand, but how do we address the claim that we know we're going to pay? We know there's damage. 
address the yes. Talk about that. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a very big and that we did trademark that. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, that's a great. Well, I need to know that. I'll take that off my notes. Yeah, no, that, that's yeah. great. But let's work on it together. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it is an exciting thing because. There is all this data out there to help get to a yes. And, and I always look at it as you got a couple different circles. You got the that main circle of the greens. Those are the yeses. Those are the simple ones. Why are the, and I, I would actually ask, you know, why are the carriers waiting on those? You get those off the desk. Those are easy. Why are you sending an adjuster? Why are you, send, you know, paying or doing all this stuff to make it more complicated? Why not make sure the homeowner knows, hey, yeah, we're moving forward with this. All right, so are those the ones, are those the ones that are like, on the hail three map, hail. Right yeah. like three inch hail, yeah. three inch hail. Yeah, you know that uh, you know you're replacing it. And then there's the next level, which is maybe the yellow, and that you might want to send for a little bit of follow up. And then you got the the me twos out there. That that's where you got to send an experience boots on the ground. But what I, where I'm going with the address the yes is you got all this technology out there. Once again, the canopies, the better views, the capes, all of them out there that help to determine a yes. But what's been lacking is the actionability of the yes. And that's where we see ourselves really coming into play is the ability to, you've made that decision, what are we going to do with it? And that's where Roof Marketplace is coming into play to help get something done. So let's talk about the work stream because this is where, it's funny, we we interview a lot of people and a lot of people that we interview have nothing to do with claims, Mm -hmm. nothing to do with homeowners. And yeah. so it's fun to have somebody on who works yeah. in the world that w- we work in every day. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the work stream uh, for a carrier yeah. and, and where, where, at what point in it does Roof Marketplace work? And talk a little bit in, inside of that about the technology and how that fits in. Yeah. So, so we uh, today they've made a determination that there's a need, there is a roof claim. So at, at this point, it's a full replacement, and uh, they they've made that determination. Maybe it's through weather. Maybe it's through uh, an adjuster going out on site. Maybe it's now they're in litigation, which we address uniquely out in the space because there's a huge problem. We could talk about that a little bit later. Huge, but, um, huge problem. That huge problem. Um, but they've identified that there is a roof replacement at that point, as I said earlier, they either go into the portal to uh, the platform to create a request or they can send it. We are connected through claims connect right now, looking at additional workflows and integrations to streamline that faster. Uh, But basically the adjuster has said, yep, I need to move forward. The carrier has said all roofs are going to go this way. In fact, we have one carrier that has said um, every single roof comes to roof marketplace for bidding as opposed to an estimate. So once they make the determination of coverage, it is coming to roof marketplace and using the bids to settle. So that's the pro- that's the initial process, the initiation of it. But where we're going is back to the address the yes is, and I'm going to use a quick story from Ian last year. Please. We had one carrier that did, uh, uh, well, we had a couple carriers that did this, but one in particular, they had done their own research and they scored roofs from a zero to five and anything from a two to a five, they knew they were going to replace it. So they sent us a file on it. We got it on a Saturday afternoon at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Obviously, we have a lot to process and everything like this. This was our first attempt at this. So uh, it was one of those, you know, sometimes you ask for, you get what you ask for. And, and so we had to figure that out. How are we going to do do this? But the great thing was they sent us that file. We put it all in the platform. By Wednesday, all 2,600 of those had three bids. So wow. if you think about that process compared to a traditional to get an estimate. Just so our audience understands, compare that. What what would they normally expect? So that, that would take weeks, weeks, if not a month or so. Not, if get, not longer. Yeah, to, to be able to get one estimate on each one of those. So now when that homeowner called in or they went to the, uh, you know, the, every hurricane you get the, the insurance village where they all show up with their RVs and homeowners can go up and go up to the respective RV of their carrier. Uh, they were able to, they got the report, they looked it up, click, click, click. Oh yeah, here you, we're going to replace your roof. Here's three bids. What, if you want to go ahead and use your own roof or you can, but here's three that'll do it today. So where does Roof Marketplace's 
piece of the puzzle come from financially? Yeah. So, so we do have a, a couple different revenue streams. Uh, we do charge our carriers for those, for that data, just like a traditional estimating process and uh, claim servicing. Uh huh. And so is the roofer also your customer? So we have a, so I, I actually, I would say we have three customers. It's the three-legged stool of a marketplace. We got the carriers that are generating the, the demand, the need for a request, the roofers that are responding to it, and, uh, and then the homeowners that are benefiting from it. Because ultimately, that, most homeowners, they don't want to check. They, they just want to get their roof done, most. Now, obviously, with the economy changing, I think there's going to be a bit more of a trend around ACV and people taking their ACV checks and uh, you know throwing in the bank or whatever. But And we're already, I've already seen some reports that that's starting to become a little more prevalent. But <clears throat> ultimately, if we make it simple, get that roof done, and that way that they don't have mortgage problems, they don't have real estate problems and everything along those, those lines. But all three of them are customers to us. And all very important to the, uh, the, as I like to refer to it, the ecosystem and the health of the marketplace. Because we do have a model where roofers make money every time they they touch roof marketplace, and that's truly an important part to it. Uh, when they bid a job, we're rewarding them. When they get work through the platform, last year we had over twenty three million dollars of roof work go to our roofers. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Why don't we stay on that just for a second, and then I, I have another big question I want to ask, but. Who are these contractors? I mean, how, how do we know that they're any good? How, how do we know that they're not fly by night? How do we know that they're okay? Yeah, great question. So uh, obviously that, that always comes up. Uh, do we have the Pete in the pickup, the Chuck in the truck? Uh, right, maybe. right. So uh, one of the things that we I've taken a very firm stance since day one is that uh, we weren't going to do a shotgun approach of if we build it, they will come. Uh, mm-hmm. It just I've seen the, that work or not work in so many times go launch all these markets and uh, and it suffers. So number one, we've been very targeted in, in ensuring we have the right roofers in. Number two, we don't have to have 70 roofers in the Orlando market because of the marketplace. Uh, to be very candid, in Florida, we did over 7,000 requests in October uh, it, with 31 roofers bidding. And, wow. and that, but that's because of the efficiency of the marketplace. But we've partnered with industry leading manufacturers, GAF, OC, and we're working with some others to ensure that we're bringing on their best roofers. So we do work uh, very strongly with the GAF master elites. And that's yeah. primarily because every single bid for, a, uh, for an asphalt roof will come back with a GAF silver pledge roof system, which gives the homeowner and the carrier peace of mind because that comes with a superior warranty with the 10-year workmanship warranty because they're certified through GAF. And by the way, that warranty is backed by GAF. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I think that's so nice for the insurer. I mean, I had a roof put on my house a little while back, and I think I used somebody who was reputable. I think they mm-hmm. might be there. I mean, I, I don't I don't ever see them now, so I assume they're not. Right. But if I had a problem today, I, I don't know. I thought I did it right, but it was kind of hard. Yep. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy. Yep. That that's the peace of mind. That's the security. That's the uh, something that we're really uh, part of our next evolution. Uh, we just brought on a gentleman, Dan Gumpright. He's our chief product officer, and uh, excited how he's really looking at things like this. How do we instill better trust and, and comfort for that homeowner during that process to help educate the homeowners better? And that's going to be a very big push of ours. Is how do we enhance the platform to help people like yourself understand what are they getting, why, and and how to how to understand it. Right. Now, well, why don't we, why don't we talk about the big question out there that always is an issue when it comes to roofing is deductibles being absorbed, right? We hear, we hear of all the time, Hey, you know, use me as a contractor, no out of pocket. You, you know, you don't have to worry about that in, in places where they have a $500 deductible. It's one thing you're dealing with a one or two percent or five percent whole different thing how do you deal with deductibles yeah and that's uh it's interesting because uh then you got the ones hey don't worry i'm gonna for for that i'll pay you a thousand dollars which coincidentally is their deductible if you let me put my sign in your yard a lot of sign (laughs) yeah a lot of advertising costs there which which is illegal in a lot of places it is so through the marketplace we're very uh clear on our work agreements that this is the price. So there's no down, no upside, number one, for a roofer trying to absorb it. When they bid a job of $15,000, that's the out-the-door price. That is their price. That includes their labor, their material, their markup, 
That is their price to do that scope of work. When we do a, our, when it the, the goes through the platform and uh, we, we, we know from the carrier that it's a thousand dollar deductible, it's a $5,000 deductible, whatever it is, that's documented in there that that contractor has to collect that from the homeowner. Got so it. there's, if, if, if a contractor decided they wanted to do it, it'd be foolish because they're just hitting themselves. They can't go and mark it up artificially. Also, if a contractor tried to mark up a job so that way they could absorb a deductible, they'd be pricing themselves out of the marketplace. But who makes the decision which roofer is going to be used? Yeah, great question. So it should never be the carrier because then you get into then you get into steering, then you get into all those things. But once again, through the marketplace, they got three actionable bids. The best practice that we recommend is to share all three bids to the homeowner. And through the platform, they can do that. And what that does, it, that brings on a magical moment, though, is because what is it that everyone always says about the carriers is that, oh, they're trying to pick the low ball. By right. now, them sharing all three bids in the very clear, hey, here's what you're getting. You're getting a superior roof system. You're getting the warranty. Here's here's contractor one, two, or three. Homeowner, you choose. And then best of all, the carrier can say, hey, it's okay that you want to go with your uncle's firm, but we're not going to pay more than this just because – they're a cooler company, <laughs> you know, just Got because it. they want more because, uh, you know, the carrier's name is attached to it. So the so homeowner chooses. The homeowner ultimately chooses, but the carrier now has the the information, the actionable bids to set a ceiling as opposed to a floor. So they let's say they get a, a bid for 10000 12000 and 14000 Yep, yep. So the insurance company might look at that and say... 10, okay, 12 is high, 14, no way. They, right? they could. They, so then, they could. then what happens? So that that's a carrier decision. And really, it, this is where it's changing. Because as we mentioned at the top of the of the podcast here, this is a lot different than any of any, the traditional models. So carriers right. are working to figure this out. Different carriers are taking different approaches to it. We have some that want to settle off, settle off an average, but will pay for any one of the three. Uh, we have other carriers that'll settle off the high. We have other carriers that want to settle off the low, but ultimately select any one of the roofers. So that's a change, a, a mindset change. We have some carriers that share one bid. It might be the high bid, but I advocate and we are trying to help carriers understand the value of sharing all three bids is the fact of transparency. But carriers are under no obligation. They could share one. They right. could share one. They could share three. Uh, once again, we're the marketplace. We're enabling them to get the right answers. How, there, there is a certain point of how how they use it, uh, but we're definitely helping them to see the benefit of sharing all three. Is there a is there a stat out there for how many homeowners are selecting one of the contractor bids? It's a lower percentage, but that's because we deal with so much uh, litigation that'll never go to any of our roofers. Uh, which is interesting, which is a huge problem, as you mentioned, Rob, at the, a little bit ago. But when you look at it, though, we have a lot of transactions going through. Last year, over $23 million transacted through Roof Marketplace. This year, we're on pace to eclipse that. So what do you mean by litigation? Are they bringing yeah. you into the litigation process when nobody yeah. can agree and they go to yeah. you and say, Give me a fair bid. I need, I need fair bids. So you think about the appraisal process or anything like that. We've actually been very impactful for many carriers where wow. several carriers are, are their litigation departments are using Roof Marketplace to be able to get the bids, to be able to come better armed. Uh, we've got several carriers in Florida that have reported to us that they've seen a change in behavior. For appraisal clause work? Appraisal, yeah, and, and just litigation in general. Now, obviously, there's been some statutes in that in Florida that's changed the litigation landscape. You know, there's yeah. no, no longer the third party uh, or the, the attorney fees, which is helping get rid of some of that. But carriers have figured out that this can help them. In fact, one other point is we actually have some carriers like uh, 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 some, some of the big uh, first party defense carry, uh, law firms that use us <laughs> internally. Oh, wow. And their attorneys are using it to get their bids to be able to uh, come to a better settlement. So, you know, one of the interesting things for all of us, all three of us and, and others who are listening to our podcast, who work in this business, because we work in claims every day and we're thinking about claims every day and we just we just know a lot. Like So, like, for example, my brother has a problem in his house and it may be an insurance claim. 
And like most of the insurance that you deal with, many of them have never had an insurance claim ever. Yeah. Yep. They don't know any of the stuff we're talking about. Nothing. They don't know step one. Yes. Right? So I could certainly see the value prop for your average insured doesn't know who to call, doesn't know what to do, doesn't know what they need to mitigate, doesn't know anything, right? And how your company could be super helpful to them. And if I'm choosing a bid, if I'm given three bids and I'm an insured, I'm choosing the high bid. Why? I mean, do I, do I need to think about that? No. I mean, 12, 10, 12, 14, I'm taking 14. Why not? It's not my money, so to speak, yep. even though it is your money. How do you control that? How do you work with your... So on the one hand, you have highly sophisticated people, carriers, highly sophisticated people, roofers, totally unsophisticated customers, yep. the insureds. How do you work with them? Yeah. So so a few things on that is uh, there's a very important data point that you're, you're forgetting about there, which Good. is when can that roofer get the job done? Absolutely. That's what and I was just that, thinking, time. That And every single bid comes back with a time, uh, a potential start date. Now, obviously that could move, but as of today, if a roofer bids a job, they're communicating when they, and that's outside of roof marketplace. That's, a, that's such an important part for someone to understand because uh, I'll never forget, uh, this is going back years ago, we had uh, one job come through and there was a little bit more of a swing. And, and just to give the numbers, it was... Uh, it's one of those ones that I'm sure there's some claims that stick out in your mind that you'll never forget the, the, the scenario. But the storm chaser was at 32. The cost estimator was about 25. We had three bids. It was 21 and 22, you know, in change, and then an $18,000 one. Well, we looked at it, and the adjuster was like, well, this seems not right. So I called up the gentleman down in Houston just to kind of verify it and see what was going on with it. And so he explained, hey, right now my crews aren't busy. He could start the job tomorrow. And he and he said, well, I'm still going to make money on this job. <laughs> so think about those numbers that I said that the others were at. He's like, I'm still going to make money, but not as much. But it's more important for me to keep my crews busy. Mm -hmm. so, so there's an instance where, though, he could start the job right away. And by the way, he was GAF Master Elite. He has all the stuff. But at that moment, his crews were a little bit light. So now, you may say, Rob, to your point, I still want the most expensive guy because in my mind, expensive is good. Um, and because there's that's the real world, too. We've actually seen at one point when we did the research that 40% have chosen the low, 40% the middle, and 20% the high. And actually, if you think about that in the real world, there's always going to be the guy that wants the low. There's always going to be the person that always, because it costs more, it's better. And then majority of the people are going to be middle. But there's different components to making that decision. It might be too when you talk to the person that maybe you just don't get the right feel for it. So there are other factors that impact it. But yeah, we've thought a long hard about that component and still trying to figure out what's the perfect way to manage that. You also have a, a rating system, right? Correct. Yes. And so yeah. that, that could be another factor. You could go and say, well, they have three, I don't know what your rating is. They, they have three stars, but this lower one has, has 4.9 with... With all this positive review, well, there you go. I mean, same like as I, on Amazon, right? I want to pay as little, but if the higher one has a better review, I'm buying the better one. That, that's exactly right. Or another factor that we've seen out there is a local roofer. And I, yeah. I bring that up because it's, it's funny because uh, the way we consider a local roofer is, do you have crews that service that zip code? And if you do, I, I'm fine with you being able to service that. Uh, but some people, they want to know that that roofer's office is in your city. That that could be another component that may impact the pricing, uh, where they are at, their, you know, their distance. Uh, so, so there are other factors, but that's the magic of the marketplace is to be able to present all that. And that's why the trend of marketplaces, I think, is going to really help carriers, not just in roofing, but in other areas, is to be able to present this and help the homeowners have better selections. I like that. As we end uh, here in a moment, I do want to ask a question. Do you look at yourself as a contractor network company or do you look at yourself as a technology company? We are not a contractor network. Um, okay. you know, there's there's a lot of good contractor networks out there. That is not what we are. We are a, a technology and insure tech platform. We are enabling uh, carriers to get to, uh, carriers, contractors and homeowners to be able to transact 
better and more seamlessly. There is some elements of contractor network-ish things that we do right now. Uh, so for instance, vetting the roofers on behalf of the carriers, but there's a lot of opportunities that uh, by us doing the right steps, we're making it more and more empowered for the carriers to be able to do this better through Roof Marketplace. That's awesome. You know, because we deal in your world every day, you know, I have a million questions for you. I bet. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have a million minutes yeah. to do that. I am very, also very interested in what's in it for the roofers. Not that that's hard to understand, but I would think that it's kind of self-selecting. The roofers, like you said, you, you use roofers that have a certification of sorts. Yep. yep. But for storm chasers, they wouldn't be interested in you. No, they're they're definitely the, the, the right. only companies that the legitimate companies, like you said, who can manage their sales and acquisition costs. Yep. By using your platform. Yeah, we uh, we we've actually really looked at who's the right roofer, and and there's a few value points that we got some roofers that have have made their business. Uh, one roofer, it, it means a lot to me when I have a roofer say that it's helped their family and we've helped them grow to several million dollars in just their business. But we really want the local roofers, number one. Uh, I always like using the term, the roofer that was there before, during and after the storm. Uh, they're mm -hmm. not just coming in because there's a, it's, it's Sarasota just got hit. They're there before and they've been servicing Sarasota all along. But we're also interested, the, the right roofers are the ones that understand technology and, and the roofing industry is changing fast. There's a lot better adoption of technology out there. Uh, there's a lot of younger younger crews uh, and owners and uh, companies out there that are adopting technology. Uh, but we are also looking for the, the uh, I've heard stats as high as 50 to 60% of the roofing companies out there want, that want nothing to do with insurance. Those are great roofers for Roof Marketplace because they don't want to be told, A, what my price is from a cost estimator. Uh -huh. They don't uh -huh. need it. So that's the kind of companies we want. We want the guys that want to do a great job. And maybe they are a storm chaser, but typically storm chasers come along with a little bit of baggage. Last question for this round. What about LAE? Does Roof Marketplace impact LAE loss adjustment expense? Wow, you're setting me up for uh, – I'm not going to let you out of here easy, man. Sorry. No. I, I'm about – yeah, I'm about to ask, do we want to ask that question, Rob? But, you know, you did, so go ahead. It's a great question, and I think that it's not just Roof Marketplace, but the industry is changing fast. We talked about all, all the companies, once again, like Canopy, Betterview, all that data insight – IA world is changing, which impacts the LAE uh, costs and fees. I see technology changing the whole landscape, and we're a big part of that. So I guess I'm saying without saying it, yes, we are impacting it, but we're not the only ones. But the the change is inevitable, and Look, it's inevitable. Probably, yeah, I mean, and, I mean, if everybody can get rid of their computers, yep. then it won't change. But yep. I mean, that's why this podcast exists. Yeah. Yep. What has real impact and Correct. what doesn't? And we've had lots of episodes with companies that have real impact and others that do not. Yep. Sadly. Yeah. At, but let me say, as as we wrap up here, I, I'm super impressed with what you guys are doing. I love it. We didn't even get into the tech, which part which two. Is, there's that's part two. So very good. Right. Would love it. And and gentlemen, thank you for the time. This has been wonderful. Love telling the story of where we've been. And it's, it's exciting and uh, uh, excited to meet up in person at some of these events this year. Well, agreed. And you can count on the fact that we will have you back and uh, and keep going. Okay? Awesome. That sounds great. Thank you. Thanks for being on, Will. Thank you. I really like when we have on people from the exact space that we work in. Yeah, I agree. Because we're really smart about that stuff. We understand that stuff. When <laughs> that they talk, true. we really understand it. We, we're not we saying, totally oh, yeah. Right. We, we're, not, we're not pretending that we understand it. Yeah. Or have a really intimate knowledge of it as opposed yeah. to a lot of the technology that we talk to people about. And we're, oh, yeah. Oh, uh -huh. oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's a oh, great yeah, the, sure value the, the, prop. Yeah. The bilateral Doridly. That's very important. <laughs> Super important. <laughs> That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. No, it, it was great to have to have Will on today. He has a neat product. He has a a I would say 
a, a product that will change the industry. And it, it's, it's, a, it's another step forward in giving options out there, things like that. Here's the thing that's What's interesting that? about it is that it's not just like I'm thinking about some of the more advanced technology that we see that has underwriting implications and stuff like that, like that takes all this advanced data and crunches data and aggregates data and all this other and then makes decisions and thinks and all this other stuff. That's all cool, right? Yeah. And important. But the thing I like about Will's product is that it's just a great idea for our space. Right. Right. It helps. It doesn't entirely, but it helps to solve a problem. That's a really big problem for carriers. Really big. Yeah, it's huge. And really brings some order and some calm to an otherwise crazy, potentially crazy area. And... So whatever the tech is that supports it and that makes it run is cool and important. But but the most interesting thing is he, they they're solving they took a concept. Yeah. And they brought it, they married the tech to it. They didn't start with the tech. They started with a concept and a problem. Yeah. And and that's cool. No, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. It, it's one step closer to low touch claims. It's one step closer to eliminating supplements as much as we can. And it's a step closer to delivering a good customer experience whenever you, you have roof damage. Right. So yeah. it, it, it's also a lot win, of win, 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 win. Hey, what was the phrase that he said? Say yes to yes or yes. agree to yes or... I loved his I loved his phrase. Whenever you know there's damage, just take care of it. Yeah. Get it done. Deal with the yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, address the yes. Address the yes. See, it's snappy. It didn't take long for us to remember it. I'm going to address the yes of all the people who are still listening to this and say yes. thank you for saying yes to our podcast. Oh, yeah. That was good. Thank you to our intrepid producers, some of whom are here and some who aren't right now, <laughs> including Al Moya, who's here. Say yeah. hi, Al. Yo. <laughs> and to most especially to you, our listeners, we thank you for being part of it and for um, coming along on our ride. And so we'll say to you what we say every time, and that is... Goodbye, everybody. 